0: Welcome to 52 Weeks of Hope. This is where you get to hear how to feel happy, balanced, and worthwhile. How to make that lonely ache vanish and feel empowered, confident, and secure. I'm Lauren Abrams, and I get to help you feel that magic again since going through my own dark night of the soul by chatting with incredible leaders, healers, and elders who give us their message of hope after overcoming challenges of their own. Today, we're talking to the amazing success mindset coach, Jen Polson. Are you sick and tired of all those obstacles that prevent you from truly reaching your goals? The pinnacle that you know you're destined for listen as jen tells you how to release subconscious beliefs programming and fear that you may not even know are sabotaging your success and happiness she's here to give you tools to use daily to retrain your brain for that elusive success jen's proven mindset coaching is next level and you get to experience results now welcome to 52 weeks of hope jen Paulson.
1: Oh my gosh, thank you so much. What an amazing
0: introduction. Yeah, I mean, you've been working in healing women to reach success for well over a decade, and your results are amazing. Healing deep trauma wounds, more confidence, healthy boundaries, less fear, anxiety, depression, getting people motivated and getting their purpose and worth, deeper levels of inner peace, connection in relationships, healthier relationships, more communication, more abundance, which is what we all want. How do you help someone reprogram beliefs that they aren't even aware that they have if it, they're deep seated? Do you know
1: what I mean? Yes, I do know what you mean. And I get that question all the time. And, you know, I, I have a psychology degree and I didn't get it back then way a long, long time ago. When yeah, I, I don't was think any psychology. of us did. <laughs> and, you know, part of our part of my degree, they 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 had us go to therapy every week for a whole semester. That was, and I'd never been to therapy before. I thought I was, wanted to be a therapist. I found the experience really frustrating. And I couldn't figure out like why I never felt better after I had gone and told all of my stuff, all my junk, all my crap, you know, every week I was telling the stuff and I just never felt better. And so I decided like, well, I'm not going to go do that for a living because I don't want to put people through that. And, but I still had my stuff. It was still hanging around and I got married and then I started having kids and I still had my stuff. And then a friend of mine shared with me, like she just had the guts to say, Jen, like you need to get some help. She told me, this was like 20 years ago, Jen, you need to go to my energy lady. And I was like, what? What are you into? <laughs> you know, that's when I started. Well, I was desperate enough. So I went right. I just nothing I was doing was working to help me feel better.
0: How were you feeling inside? Like, why were you? What was going
1: on? Well, I mean, I just had a lot of like, how do I explain it? Like my parents got divorced when I, it happened when I was an adult, but it like shattered kind of a lot of things that I thought I was. And I thought our family was this. And then as I started being more aware, I realized, you know, I was carrying around some resentment and some anger, and I just couldn't shake it. It didn't matter how much I prayed. It didn't matter how much I, all the good things that I did to, you know, be positive. And I I just couldn't shake, like, why can't I let this go? I just want to be happy. I want to get rid of this resentment. And it showed up in my marriage, and in my money, and in my parenting, and in my health. You know, it just affects our emotional stuff, affects every part about us. When I started going to the energy lady, (laughs) all of a sudden, I was like, opened up to, to this whole new world of, oh my gosh, we have this conscious brain and this subconscious brain. And the subconscious is filled with all of these beliefs. That we developed in childhood. We don't have any control over it. And it's running our lives. It was running my life. So while I was trying to be happy and trying to do all the right things to be happy, I had these subconscious beliefs playing out that I wasn't enough, that I wasn't worthy and deserving. And it wasn't until I could have some coaching where someone could point that out that I was just living these, you know, subconscious beliefs and then start to shift and change them that my life started to turn around. And I start, I mean, everything looked fine on the outside, right? Yeah. Right. Of course. uh, We have to look good. Right. It's like, yeah. and, And that was kind of a lot of my growing up too. I mean, Nobody would have ever guessed my parents would have gotten divorced, you know. And it wasn't like I had a bad childhood or anything. They didn't yell and scream at each other or anything. But there were things, you know. And uh, we pick up on those things. And we get to look at those and change them if we are aware enough.
0: So how does an energy healer or an energy person get you to see all that?
1: Well, the way that... My coaching works and I have just developed this over the years is I can hear people like tell their story. And what starts popping out at me are the symptoms, right? I can't, I I can't be consistent. I have a hard time staying motivated. I know what I'm supposed to do, but I can't make myself do it. I just feel lazy. Like all of those things that are kind of interwoven, also including like blame, you know, blaming someone else for how you feel or what, what's going on in your life. Like I, I hear those things and then I can like kind of intuitive, intuitively see the roots. And that's kind of where my training comes in is I can see the roots and then we release the the roots. So it might be like, oh, okay, this fear of not being enough you know this this is coming up at 3 years old on your timeline and sometimes people will have a memory of oh yeah i remember you know when the neighbor lady yelled at me and i felt really ashamed and embarrassed and i ran home and you know i didn't want to like interact or something like that or i was afraid to speak up right just stuff like that and not everybody remembers that much detail, but it, they don't have to. Because I, I can pinpoint where the root is and have them take a breath. And then we add in positive beliefs through affirmations that replace the old beliefs or the lies, you know, that people have been living.
0: And that gets them to finish their projects or whatever their dreams right. and
1: goals are. Right. So when those three, three three-year-old, five-year-old, six-year-old, you know, beliefs of I'm not worthy and deserving money is difficult, you know, you have to suffer and sacrifice to be successful. When we can release all of that stuff, then it frees the person up to be like, Oh, yeah, I love doing this. I'm going to do it. I can be consistent. I'm motivated. So... Does the person have to know what their limiting beliefs are? To no, okay, and that's that's kind of the point. Um, sometimes people have an idea of, yeah, I just I believe I'm not worthy of, you know, making more than this amount of money, you know. But usually people will come in and say, well, I'm, I've hit a plateau in my business and I can't seem to get past it. Then that right there is telling me, oh, there's a limiting belief there that's in the way. And we just start to work at getting at the root. And basically, my clients are just taking breaths, you know, or sometimes I have them put their hand over their heart because that kind of gets their head and their heart connected. And then we start releasing. And a lot of times, the things that we carry around are generational as well. So we have blocks from, you know, our own experiences and perceptions. And then we have ancestral patterns and programming that get passed down that we need that needs to be released as well so somebody listening that
0: wants says, i want to heal i want to heal i want to what what could they do could they put their hand on their heart and just start taking breaths and asking just for direction and saying i want to release whatever's blocking me or what could they do
1: yeah i mean definitely our intention is super powerful a lot of times though because we are in the story we don't see, can't see the picture when we're, we don't see it. I mean, I have a coach. I always have a coach, you know, because (laughs) as as enlightened as I think I am, (laughs) I still don't see my own stuff, you know? And so that's the power of coaching is, you know, just it, it takes the pressure off of you of trying to have to see what, really difficult to see because you know when you're when you're in it you know, you're know you not going to call yourself out in the judgment story all the time
0: yeah, you know right right
1: i uh, can't can't be judge and jury is there
0: any, are there any tools that you could suggest for somebody listening
1: that they could yeah, be doing absolutely i highly recommend you know to all of my clients that they take time every day to be still and you know if you are someone that believes in god you know, or the universe or whatever your, you know, language is as far as divine intervention, journal out, like ask the question, you know, what divine truth do you want me to know about myself today? Because what happens is we've been being told things by our parents, by our teachers, by other adults. Like we were told things all growing up and Those are the voices of people that have, that are injured and have their own perceptions of how the world should work and how you should behave and who you should be. And it really disconnects us from hearing our own voice and hearing the, and being connected to the truth of who we really are. So taking a few minutes every day and really tuning in to your own voice to that, to the, you know, voice of the divine and hearing that voice can help you kind of silence all the other, all the other voices. So that's one tip. That's a really powerful journaling, you know, exercise that you can do. Another thing, you know, a lot of people just kind of go through life and they feel anxious all the time. They feel anxious spending money or they feel anxious having a conversation with certain people or they feel anxious about an event that's coming up. And one thing that people can do immediately is just put your hand over your heart space, just like kind of right the center of your chest and take some deep breaths. And what that does is it activates the oxytocin in your brain, which calms your fight or flight response. So if you can do that, like I have moms tell their kids to do this all the time, like when their kids are anxious about taking tests, you know, they can sit there during the test, have one hand over their heart, a pen in the other hand, and no one's going to think anything of it. You know, nobody knows they're calming their anxiety and they always do better on the test when, you know, their mind is calmed down. So that's, that's something that you can do and feel immediate results. If you have like anxiousness, you can do this. Like if you're getting ready to make a sale or give a presentation, like for all of you entrepreneurs out there and you feel anxiousness about it, just put your hand over your heart for a few minutes before, you know, your presentation and just breathe and visualize the outcome that you want. Visualize everyone smiling at you and saying, of course, we want to buy that. You know, I've got to have that now. Like that's that can really calm your fight or flight response. Because usually when we're in situations like that, that's when our subconscious starts to freak out and be like, but what if you do it wrong? And what if they don't like you? And what if, you know, all these things to get you to not show up, right? Yeah. So that's an easy way to calm that response. As you're in the process of healing it, because when you get into coaching and you start healing all of the roots of those voices, then the voices don't bother you anymore. Yeah, all the new
0: neuropathways pathways are created and yeah. you get to have new things. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> yeah, no, those are great. I was taught to write a letter to God and then write a letter from God. Back to me and it's such an interesting interesting thing to try I, I i urge anyone to try that one because it's it's a very fun and first i was like wait what and uh it's it's always a great experiment and and oh, i, I use god in a, yeah i use god in a very very broad sense be it energy be it whatever your higher power kind of concept is it just is still a very fun experiment it's a very learning experience is is what i'll say so that's brilliant i love that i'm gonna try that yeah it's it really is i wish i knew the hand on the heart when i took the bar exam way back then but who knows that i would you know we all learn when we learn what we learn you know (laughs) and we hear when we hear too so who knows if i would have even heard it (laughs) yeah that's so, uh, the visualization I've, I've always i've known that about that for decades but the hand of the heart is brilliant and now i know it in time to tell my son for going to college and there you go i know i know other people taking the bar this summer so i will share that i i love that and i know a lot of people are doing uh breathing work they're talking about just shaking off all their past traumas so i don't know if You know anything about that? But I find that to be very interesting. And at a lot of meditation centers, I've done different breathing work. But it sounds like it's very different.
1: What? Yeah, I I have done. I have a good friend that is a breath work expert, and I've done you know several sessions with her when we get together. She lives in California, actually. What I've noticed is that, yeah, like I work mostly with the subconscious brain programming. But I'm also a firm believer that, you know, emotions get stuck in our bodies and we need body work. Like I, I know when my body needs breath, a breath work session or a foot zoning session or, you know, there's lots of different kinds of body work that you can do. And I my body will tell me exactly like, okay, time to get release these emotions from the body. Mm-hmm. And so breath work is really powerful. I highly recommend Doing that. It's a different, it just looks at it from, it looks at things from a different angle. And that's the beauty of having so many different types of modalities and different types of coaches out there. Like you definitely want to be careful, you know? Uh, yeah. yeah. Make sure you feel really, listen to any gut feelings like, oh, I'm not quite sure about this person. So,
0: and let's go to that because, okay. especially with women, we have that gut feeling and yet we don't listen. So how can we get more women and what can you do so that women will listen and, and stick by that for themselves? Because we'll tell a friend, hey, I have a bad feeling. I think this person is, there's something wrong here. How and what can women do to start listening to their own inner voice when it says, nah, I don't think so
1: that's a great question and here's the place to start just start by being still every day because we get really distanced from that you know the first thing we do when we wake up oftentimes is look at the phone or for younger moms the kids running in and you know like i'm hungry or you know it's. It's, I've got to check my email, you know, depending on what, what phase of life you're in or whatever. But there's a huge need for just learning to be still. And without that, even if it's just two minutes a day, like start with one minute, start with <laughs> yeah, two minutes, I right?
0: Lock the bathroom. That's what I would do because yeah. I was shocked when I had kids, I couldn't meditate anymore. And I'd be like, and it was like, wake up earlier than that. You're not in my house. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> and and um, they just walk they still walk in my bathroom like if <laughs> they're, they're in college. <laughs> they still just walk in. There's no such thing as privacy once you're a parent oh, ever.
1: That's so funny. Oh, it's true. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. So I think I think the most important place to start is just start with being still and getting used to that feeling because, you know, our gut our gut impulses don't usually come loudly they're usually subtle and quiet so if we don't get our bodies in that get our bodies used to being in that like quiet space for just a couple minutes a day you're less likely to pay attention to those gut feelings because we have you know all of these voices coming at us you know oh but this friend recommended this person how could that be you know, how could I feel weird about that? Like you learning to just be still and will will help you increase your connection to your intuition. And then you have to practice following it. (laughs) Because if you don't practice, then it gets quieter and quieter, the, the intuition. And then I would say another part of that too is forgive yourself. When you don't listen and you think back, like, oh, I had that thought to not do that or to ask for this or to, you know, cancel that. Just forgive yourself for that. Yeah,
0: yeah. Be gentle with yourself. I love that. I love that. It just just means we get to learn for next time. That's all. I love that reminder that that we are our own harshest critics. Nobody will ever beat ourselves up the way we beat ourselves up. And the stuff, we're so embarrassed and we never want anyone to know nobody cares. Nobody cares like we do. Nobody's going to remember at all like we do at all. And I just read this thing about, uh, you know, if anybody isn't, encouraging you and moving you on and stuff like get rid of them. Yeah, I mean, you it, our vibe attracts our tribe and all of that. Like if if people aren't encouraging you, you are with the wrong people and do whatever it is that raises your vibration and stay in that joy consciousness and I mean, I know we have to feel our feelings and work through it,
1: but just you saying that reminded me. I just had a session with someone today. She is separating. She's she's getting divorced. She's been in a, a narcissistic Relationship, right? So that's a, a lot of I, I've helped a lot of women or supported a lot of women through that that process of of getting into their power, you know. And so one of one of the affirmations that came up for her today, as we were talking about shifting her energy and helping her have words of power, and also, you know, like what you were saying, we attract you know, what the vibration we're sending out. So this is the affirmation. My energetic vibration and signature is recalibrating to match my divine truth. Oh, I love that. Oh, that's so good. And that came to me for her today. I was like, I just love that that for her. Post
0: that. That is
1: amazing.
0: I definitely
1: will. And that's like what you said, you know, as you... As you are healing and recognizing what is doesn't match you anymore, it is, it's okay to move on. You know, they'll, people will catch up. I know, you know, a lot of women, you know, have these big compassionate hearts and they want to drag everyone along with them and they're, I've got to fix you and you can, you know, like it's okay to let people go. God is taking care of them on their journey. They're going to be okay. You get to step into those higher levels of vibration and and then start, you know, really living your truth. And it, oh my gosh, it's so beautiful.
0: Oh, that was so perfect. And the person who heard Morgana's episode, who texted me, she needs to hear that. So I'm so excited for her to hear what you just had to say, because so many of her friends just aren't on this path particularly, but they may get there and, and it's okay. You know, I it just... Everyone's on their path, the path they're on. It's, we we don't have to carry everybody. So what is the most common question you're asked when you tell people what it is that you do as a, wait, wait, I wanna wanna get it right, a success mindset coach when people meet you? I don't know if you're back to do, going to parties, <laughs> but and people go, oh, your kids are grown. Really, you don't look old enough. Wait till you guys meet her. Like she does not look old enough. <laughs> um, uh, a success mindset coach, really, what is that? What, do you, what, what do you, What's the most common question you're asked once you tell somebody?
1: Well, oh, I reprogram people. <laughs> I usually don't start off with the title of what I do because okay. people are like, it it's like too much, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's, it's a conversation stopper. <laughs> and so, and I learned this from. Oh, I'm going to give a shout out to Donald Miller and the Story Brand Method. Have you heard of him? Yeah, I, I love him. Yeah. So I learned this at his workshop. Like, just start off saying like how you help. You know, because if you say, you know, I'm an energy coach. Well, I've had people say you work for the energy company. <laughs> you no. Know? i don't work for the energy company but now i talk to people about you know oh i just i help people overcome you know their emotional overwhelm i help people reduce stress i help people overcome like self-sabotage like and it's funny because over the years as my intuition has gotten stronger i always have like that little just intention of help me say what this person will understand exactly yep and it it, so it comes out different all the time and usually i'm right on like of course how do you like how do you do that the next the next question i always get is like how does that work over the phone (sighs) you know how do you how do you shift energy over the phone it has no time or space constraint yeah you know it's just so much intention, you know, and having an open heart, like if you want it to go, it'll go. it just needs some direction, yeah, part of my da-
0: part of my daily uh prayer whatever you want to call it every day i I say I have an open heart and an open mind every single, that's part of my daily and doing that, I love a long that time, yeah, do you have a daily practice that's a good segue to ask you. Do you have things that you do every day you've mentioned
1: journaling yes, every day i I write like, I try and wake up before my alarm clock goes off. I'm pretty good at that usually. And so before my alarm clock goes off, I'll just lay in bed for a minute and I'll put my hand over my heart and on my solar plexus, which is right above my belly button. And I'll just do some breathing. And I just have that intention of just connecting, connecting my body, my mind, my spirit, kind of dedicating my day telling god i'm you know willing i'm well, I'm willing to be an instrument in his hands today whatever your language looks like on that right it's just like having that intention of like i'm just i'm open to helping you know whoever is needs help and then what i do is i journal what's called affirmation have you heard of affirmation i have not Okay, so I'm not taking credit for that. Noah St. John created affirmations, and it's basically a practice where you turn your affirmations into questions. Okay, so it's so brilliant because what happens, and I, I hear this a lot from people. I'm like, well, I've been saying affirmations for years, but I never see that much difference. Like, I'll feel better for a little while, but then I just fall into the same patterns or emotions and the reason that that doesn't work is because if you're saying statements that your subconscious doesn't believe, you can say, oh, I'm worthy and deserving of success. And your subconscious, like five-year-old self is being like, haha, no, you're not. You know, because guess what? When I was five, I got promised this and it got taken away from me. So, you know, your 31-year-old self is not going to be successful. Like, that's just kind of an idea of like, why you know, why we can say these, I'm worthy and des- deserving of success, and it just feels like you're on a hamster wheel. But if you ask the question, why am I so worthy and deserving of success, then you, it shifts your brain, because your brain is designed to answer questions. And so it's not that you have to go out and answer the question. It's like, you're putting the question out there for the universe to bring you the answer. And so I will, so you can write your affirmations about emotions that you want to feel. Sometimes I write them for my children, like, oh, why is it so easy for my daughter to find the perfect job, you know, so she can stay home with her baby? I write that one often for her, you know, why is it so easy for, you know, my immune system to stay healthy and strong? Why do I love getting amazing client or amazing referrals, you know, from my clients, like, why is it so easy to feel peaceful? And so it's just like, you know, I do lots of affirmations about my marriage, about my parenting, about my business, about my body, about my, you know, money, everything. And it's like, gets you in such a great mindset to be open to receiving so that that is my that's my like biggest thing i'm teaching my clients right now like you want more clients write your affirmation you want more sales write your affirmation you want to get along better with your team write your affirmation <laughs> yeah no that is great
0: oh. now what how about people go oh come on jen really you believe like do you not even attract
1: those anymore or not really yeah, not uh, I not really. I mean, no, I didn't get that at the beginning. And I'm just like, you know, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, you'll be ready when you're ready. And here's something really interesting. And I, I hope this helps somebody listening to this podcast today, because especially if you're a coach, or if you're starting a business, but I've had a couple occasions where people have come up to me like, straight to my face and just say you know what i've been on your calls with you know our team because i i coach a lot of network marketing teams and i i've I've been on your calls and i watch your facebook lives and your message is nice but i don't believe a word you say like right to my face (laughs) and it was a really interesting experience because in that moment, I had like, it was this turning point for me, where I realized, wow, I've done enough healing, that that comment did not even touch me. Oh. I was able to just like my, my fight or flight response didn't go off. I just smiled and I was like, it's okay. You know, it might, it's not, it's okay if it's not for you. Yeah. And I'm telling you, several maybe a year or so later she joined she ended up joining one of my year of miracles group and she loved it so much she was telling everyone about it (laughs) you know and it was just like she just wasn't ready yet yeah yeah and I just interviewed somebody well that my podcast that just dropped today was an interview with one of my clients and she was another one but she just was like I don't believe a word you say. I don't. She, she heard me speak at an event. And she's like, I don't really get why people are making such a big deal about you. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Huh? well, okay, it's all right. And then a few months later, she shows up at an event to do a 30 minute one on one. And I was like, and she was like, I just, I don't even know why I'm here. I don't believe any of this. And I was like, okay, well, let's get started. She has been one of my clients after that. She, like, she joined after that. She was listening to her intuition and fighting it the whole way. But she did it. And being vocal about it. To and you. being vocal about it. <laughs> and you know what? She has had some of the biggest transformations of any of my clients. She had so much trauma. You know, that was keeping her like stuck in some patterns that she didn't like. And to see the difference, I mean, I wish I had a before picture and an after picture of her, you know, it like, I'm sure it's amazing. But just saying that with that experience, it taught me what healing really does for us. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That yeah, you can say, okay. <laughs> I'm like, Nothing is gonna stop me, you know. I know what I'm like. I finally found the thing that I know my soul was meant to do. I've 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 healed enough that it doesn't really matter what anybody else says about it. It's like not my people, you know. But then usually they end up coming around anyway. So <laughs>
0: yeah, I know. I know. What would you tell somebody having a hard time getting up in the morning? I don't mean clinically depressed, you know. That just that. Ugh. I don't feel like doing this today. They're just that
1: feeling. Yeah. I would say get your vitamin D levels checked. (laughs) Like, somewhat by a holistic health professional. That's like one of the things that I had no idea affects so many people and their hormones and their mood and their energy levels, including myself. Like, this has been kind of a new discovery for me. And I was like, gosh, can I require all my clients to have lab work done? And let's just see what's going on. <laughs> I just started taking in a dropper. I just put it on a
0: little piece of something. That's oh, so really? interesting! It's vitamin D, I think, and K. I don't even know what K is. Yeah, yeah. I started getting that athletic greens and it, they sent it with it. I was like, okay. Yeah, I mean. It- I, I interviewed somebody and then she's like, what is that? And she said "She's she has a new book coming out. And so she's been, I have to check and see if she likes it. I go. It doesn't taste weird. I promise. Yeah, Tim Ferriss swears by this stuff. Uh, I'm not doing his cold plunges or anything like that. That seems like such a dude thing. Like like, sounds good. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, but I like. Yeah, so I started doing the vitamin D. Yeah,
1: I really feel like,
0: but it's in a uh, dropper, so I feel like because I I prefer like eating oranges instead of taking vitamin C. You know, I'd rather eat my vitamins, but Mm -hmm. I just.
1: It came with this dropper. I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, and you can't really get vitamin D in, in food. Yeah, so, you yeah, really exactly. So. But yeah, I, that's one thing that I really value is looking at the whole, the whole thing. You know, the physical body affects the emotional body, affects the spiritual body. You know, so it's like when we can get all, all of those balanced and getting them in a healing state, then, oh my gosh, you just, you just take off, like you really come into yourself, but it, you have to have all the pieces. So I would definitely check vitamin D levels. Essential oils are another thing that I really love as far as disrupting thought patterns. I use them a lot for like emotional. Here's how you can help support releasing trauma and fear. And I use them mostly for emotional things, but like a good peppermint is can help perk up your brain peppermint and frankincense together i i prefer doTERRA essential oils but that combination perks up your brain like crazy don't go out and buy walmart stuff you guys like make sure you have a high quality essential oil if you're going to actually breathe them in or put them on your body
0: yeah i have a friend she's got got very into that yeah and doing all of that yeah yeah. Definitely. So what do you, what's the biggest challenge that you've overcome and how did you do it?
1: Oh, gosh. I think probably the death of my sister, my youngest sister. She had lung cancer. She passed away about five years ago. She was diagnosed many years ago and lived symptom-free for many years. And just that, like, I didn't know what grief was until that experience. We had a lot of just like, we were all, in, I'm the oldest of seven children. We were all able to be there with her that last, her last week of life. We had some really precious, sweet, and then at the same time, like heart-wrenching, you know, moments. And then her husband asked me to speak at her funeral. Surprise. like I just didn't know how I was going to make it through that you know i did not know how i was going to do that and lots of prayer lots of divine intervention when i was able when i when that happened when i gave that talk and my one of my brothers we did we gave the talk together after that i had started a point in my business where i was having these speaking like people were hiring me to come speak at their team events and I had this I had this like just message come from me, and as I was preparing for the first one and kind of feeling a little anxious about it, and God's like, "You've already given the most difficult talk you've ever you'll ever have to give, so you don't need to worry about this." I've been talking ever since so- <laughs> <laughs> so. yeah. I was about to say,
0: do you have a message of hope? But I feel like you just gave it.
1: Well, and for anyone who is dealing with grief, whether it's grief from childhood, whether it's something recent, you know, the thing that I learned the most is like grief has a life of its own. Like, don't try and put limits on it. Don't try and put a timetable on it. Don't try and figure out what's normal and what's not, because anything goes. and the thing that you want to be able to do is just move with it and just let it let it process give yourself grace to cry and be angry and all of the emotions that come up and then as you do that then the peace will come you know that's bigger than anyone can any words can be told to you you know that you got to make room for that peace to come in and Heal all of that.
0: Yeah, and allow community to carry you. I remember,
1: to, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I remember going in every year, we have this tradition on her birthday, which happens to be the half, like the day that she was, that she passed away was her half birthday. So every year, like on the day she passes away and on her half birthday, our all the family, we wherever we're at around the world, we go get yellow balloons and we write a message on them and we lift them off or set them free. And I remember like the first time that I went to go get balloons after she had passed the six months on her birthday, there's a girl, the girl who was filling up the birthday balloons or the balloons. She was so sweet and she's like, Oh, are you celebrating someone's birthday? And I just burst into tears because that's what I did, you know? And she just was, she held this space. She was this young girl, probably in her early twenties. And I just feel like it was such a God thing, you know, talking about community. She held this space for me where it was just okay to cry and I let it out and she listened to me talk about my sister and how amazing she was and i mean yeah like even the people we, even people we don't know will hold us you know
0: yeah yeah i love that yeah that it, that's just so amazing yeah if you people will hold the space for you i absolutely I, it, you have to let them mm-hmm. don't be ashamed to cry in the grocery store yeah <laughs> for me it always seemed like it was in the car and in the shower <laughs> yeah. i think that's because it's the most private places but it, 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 you know it's wherever it is yeah. i think younger people are just the coolest they're just so much more evolved than i ever was but that's yeah me. i agree I don't or they get it faster or something like that is there a question that i should have asked you that I didn't Mm -hmm. message you would have loved to have given. And I didn't ask you that question. And you're like, ah, I wanted (laughs) to say
1: this. (laughs) I think we covered so much. Let me think for a second. Well, I'll tell you that I get a lot of questions about relationships. I Like I would get a lot of questions from young people. Like how do you, what's the secret of having a good lasting relationship? And I would tell them every time, do your inner work. Do not depend on someone else to make you happy, to, you know, validate you, to, you know, make you feel good about yourself. Do that for yourself. And if two people are doing their inner work, their relationship will be amazing.
0: Yeah. And we started this by saying that sometimes there's a lot of blocks to that. So if you need your blocks unblocked, (laughs) then you call Jen. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I'm here. I'm yeah.
0: Right. And uh and you get that rearrangement done, right? Yeah. Your your psychic surgery. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was so much fun to meet you and
1: have you here on Fifty Two Weeks of Hope today. Thank you so much for having me. You are delightful and yeah. oh, it's been a, an honor to be here. Ah, thank you.
0: So if anybody wants to get in touch with Jen, everything she mentioned will be in the show notes on the website. There will be links to everything. Thank you. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and take with you Jen's messages of taking a moment, curiosity, and also journaling such great messages to take into our week ahead. Please send any feedback on the website 52weeksofhope.com and also join us on our Facebook group page at 52 Weeks of Hope and join us in any of our discussions there. And we're also on Clubhouse in the Hope Club. Join us this Thursday at five o'clock when Mary Seiss is live answering questions about the energy of hope and also activating the power of hope. And that discussion will also be on insta and on the facebook group page so join us in our facebook group and it's there's always lively discussions in there so be sure to join us there or in the hope club in the clubhouse so be sure to tune in next week when another really special guest is giving their message of hope right here at 52 weeks of hope thank you so much for listening please tell two of your friends about the podcast as well as leave us a positive review i'm lauren abrams thanks for listening